This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight, man. College football. We got to just get to the playing portion of the season. <laughs> All of these rulings and judgments and transfer portal rulings. Apparently, kids could. It's on the table that kids can just transfer wherever in the Rudy Poo they want to go. I'm for the one-time transfer rule, but now we're just getting deeper and deeper and deeper into all of this stuff, and it's bad for college football. So if you missed it today, uh, Brett McMurphy reported that the NCAA and the committee is um, talking on or, or meeting on possibly there being no limitations in transfers. So instead of doing the opposite, you do, instead of of helping regulate and putting things in place, you do the complete opposite. Or you're talking about doing the complete opposite. I was, um, again, I'm for the transfer portal, one-time transfer rule. Sometimes kids have to transfer twice for specific reasons. And for that, I understand it. But enough's enough. We'll touch on that as well. High hopes for this LSU player. Can one specific LSU player that we will touch on, 
Is he going to be an All-American at the end of the season? I'm going to – so now as we are about 40 days away, guys, I'm going to start transitioning into specific matchups of LSU versus teams in the SEC. Today we'll talk on Arkansas as we go around your SEC, hashtag AYS. We will touch on that. I will touch on Arkansas and Auburn and where LSU's biggest strength or arguably their biggest strength in the defensive line, how it holds up on teams a part of your schedule. One little nugget I'll give you is that Auburn, as an example, has four six-year six years seniors along their offensive line. We'll touch on that. What are my thoughts? Can a future All-American make his way and, and be dominant so LSU can overtake some of those um, complementary pieces that other teams have? So we'll definitely start very hard, pause, but very hard as we're about 40 days out, start to transition and breaking LSU down, breaking down other teams as well and the matchups that they have with LSU. I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, that's that's I, I, You guys know this. When we get in the playing part of the season, I absolutely love that. Sean Salisbury. Yes, that Sean Salisbury. The GOAT, Sean Salisbury. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, at Sean on Filter. He will be joining us at 7.30. Wanted to talk a lot of things with him. Uh, college football, NFL football related, we'll, we'll touch on all of that. And as we do every Tuesday and Thursday, hashtag Ask Blake. You have your questions. Fire them inside the Rudy Crew chat. We'll try to get to them as much and as many as we can. Okay, we will get to a couple comments, though, before we do get started. Crying Belly says, indeed, that's why Auburn is a top five O-line in the SEC seniority goes a long long way well then crying i would ask you what are you doing with lsu's defensive back room al landry says shout out to pooh bear and aunt marshall from the golden boot podcast for covering swack media days yeah i'm really proud of them i feel like a um a proud papa a very proud papa of sorts Congrats to them, man. That's awesome. Uh, I can't get... Oh, man. Can't get right. We'll just call this guy on YouTube, can't get right. He says on YouTube, seen Jaden with the wide receivers in California. Yeah, I did. And that's true. They're all out there with him. I don't... I'm not going to read too much in that, to that, though. But because can't get right, if I say that, I'm pushing a narrative and my DMs blow up. Like the fourth, like fireworks on the fourth of July. I'm not doing that. Ryan Gidry, Zeus, Penn Jones, Kenny, Skipper all say let's go with the EAUX at the end of that thing. At the end of that thing. Yeah, let's go, y'all. Uh Father A Bear says, Who is Princeton Malbrew? The um the linebacker, 94. Um I'm pretty sure he walked on. But, he, I mean, let me say this, to, though, to Father Bear's point. That kid is very well uh, paused, but he very well put together. He, I mean, I think that he, he could play a lot of special teams, that's for sure. Kid looks like he can run over a Mack truck. Uh, Tom Landry says, I see that Sampa and Webb was medically removed from the team. 
I don't really know. Um, I, I don't really know why this is coming up now because uh, they weren't out at spring. Like we had already known that these young men, I'm pretty sure it was already reported, reported during spring. They were never uh, at spring practices. That's why you got to see guys like Demario Tolan. Uh, that's why you got to see guys like um, Greg Pitt III, Whit Weeks. Um, I, I don't really know um, why that's been a big thing today, but nevertheless, uh, it has been. Lamar Pressure Williams says, AYS applying pressure. I got to go out, Lamar. Let's do this. Um, I got to go see you guys. Now, we have the services for my grandmother tomorrow. Um, so we probably won't be doing a lot this weekend, so we probably won't put on an extra show. We'll, we'll see. Uh, but pressure, let's go get some ribs that smoke by you. I actually want their brisket, bro. That's what I want. So go over to smoke by you, man. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, Michael B sends us $5 via super chat. He says the portal needs a set time period when kids can transfer Give two time periods a year, like the NFL free agency period. No long, it's no longer an amateur sport. I do agree with that very, very much. Uh, Jason Brumfield, we'll, we'll get to this one, then we'll get started. Jason Brumfield said, "I saw that Tommy Tanks hit a baseball in a video, and I decided to give the baseball a funeral." Yeah, uh, he hit. Uh, I saw one that they were tracking how hard he's hitting baseballs with. Um, a wood bat. The highest one was 112 or 113 with a wood bat, y'all. The kid can absolutely smash. Pause. But the kid can absolutely obliterate a baseball. So I, I'm really looking forward to uh, him. Uh, Anthony and Zeus, I appreciate y'all's condolences. Uh, yeah, if you didn't hear, my grandmother Josie passed away uh, on Monday. We'll be doing her uh, services tomorrow. So. It, for all of you that pray and are the pray prayer warriors, um, keep my dad and my my aunt and uh, my brothers and sisters. Keep everybody in your prayers if you don't mind. Um, Josie Rafino, I mean, man, um, I, I don't know. I don't really guys have the words. I, I really don't know what to say. Um, She lived a great life, man. Can cook her ass off. Four guys, legitimately, she was four foot eleven and Italian. I mean, dog, I'm talking about, and she was brutal, man. She was brutal, bro. You you get out you get out of line, shit. Why you think I'm so crazy? Extension cords, uh, 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 paddles, lawn chairs, don't matter. Whatever she can grab onto, you out of line, shit. I might tell a story at the end of the show. It's pretty funny. She, uh, so, dude, it's so funny. Uh, I'll, I'll tell that at the end. All right, let's get this thing started. Everybody do us a favor and hit the like and share. I, I see this right now. So many of you are watching on Facebook. Do us a favor right now. Stop, collaborate, and listen. Do us a favor. Hit the like and share. Share to your own social media pages. Share to your all, uh, all those Facebook groups. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. We will be doing a giveaway for the message board. So if you hadn't heard, we launched our new AYS message board. I pretty much posting there multiple times throughout the day on things that I'm hearing. 
so recruiting, football update. It will definitely ramp up once the season gets here. Uh, uh, transfers, recruits in baseball, every anything and everything, and we talk a lot in there. So go to AYSSnetwork.com. Sign up today. Guys, it's 7 bucks. You can't go to Starbucks and pay for anything less at Starbucks. You can't even get a cup of coffee, and you almost can't get two, can- two tanks of gas with that. So sign up today, and we greatly, greatly appreciate it. If you're listening to us on YouTube, subscribe, notification bell, XM Radio, all that. Like, subscribe, uh, leave us a, a, a chat. We greatly appreciate it. All right, let's, guys, let's pay these bills. Hit the like and share. Hit the like and share. Let's do this. Let's pay these bills. Guys, we'll be back in one minute. We got a lot to talk about. None better than our good friends over at GM Varnell Sons, betonline.ag. Our partners over at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's easy to get started, so head on over to their website. Use betonline.ag. Use that promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, mono chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Vardo and Sons, go see them over at 2500. Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. Okay, I don't know if you guys saw this today, but we're going to talk about this very quickly. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on it. Sean Salisbury joining us in 15 minutes. But I did want to talk about this because earlier today, uh, Brett McMurphy, and I'm pulling it up just so I have it right here in front of me. But Brett McMurphy, and I'm quoting him here, reported that the NCAA's Division I Council recommends that the NCAA remove the one-time part of the transfer ruling. Any player would be able to transfer and have immediate eligibility if they met academic standards. Athletes could potentially transfer multiple times and play right away. So let me just say this. Guys, if you've listened to this show long enough, you already know that I am very pro-player. Like, sometimes, and to my own fault, sometimes to maybe some would say even teetering a little too much. Guys, as a former one, I want want what's best for the players. They are the ones going out there risking everything to put on a show. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt on a lot of things. A lot of things. Especially children. I say children, but kids ages 18 to 22. I know how I was from the years of 18 to 22. And I know how college molded my way of thinking. Football did nothing 
of that sort for me. However, I'm not for this, you can just transfer in four seasons if you're academically eligible crap. It doesn't make any sense to me. That's not what we're here for. I'm okay with you transferring once. I get that coaches can go multiple places. But as long as, but that is a business transaction between the school and the coach. You know, some would make the argument that it always is, and you can, but the problem with me is, is it's two different transactions, right? You have a different deal with a coach than you do with a player. I am not for, I am not for multiple transfers throughout a college career. I think it does nothing but hurt an individual and a kid who, quite honestly, if a coach benches a kid, can transfer, and they go somewhere else, and the same thing happens, and he transfers again. Again, I'm okay with the one-time transfer eligibility. Quite honestly, even though I don't like it as much, I don't know necessarily how I feel about kids transferring inside of the same conference. Because quite honestly, guys, until you regulate and you put things on this, you can't necessarily tell a kid where he can and can't go to school. Until there's a groundwork, until there's something put down and an on paper, you can't tell an individual in an amateurized sport, which it's still classified as, where they're going to school. But I got to tell you, I hate H-A-T-E, all capitalized, hate this new ruling if it's passed. I don't know. People call me crazy, and I've been saying this for two years now. We're in episode 501. I don't know if college athletics doesn't need a commissioner. And you can even do a commissioner of all sports. I don't know how you structure it. I have my own ideas. But someone that can make rules and regulations on what you can and can't do outside of a guy named Mark Emmert. Mark Emmert single-handedly is a, it, it feels like either he's just so damn incompetent or doesn't know what he's doing. Guys, this is the part. Again, NIL, ding, ding, ding. One-time transfer, ding, ding, ding. Coach gets fired, go somewhere else. But, for example, Pitt Cage, who was on this team a season ago, he's played for Nichols, he's played for LSU, He's played for UTSA. That doesn't benefit him at all. At all. When adversity hits, what's that young man going to do? I think that he will triumph because that's the kind of attitude that he has. He started off as an FCS safety, got a walk-on at LSU. Now he's a starter and got a scholarship at a, a group of five school. Good for him. I applaud him. Way to go. But, man, I got to be honest, I just don't like it. We have poaching that's going on right now in college athletics. Guys, with this, it's only going to get worse. And really and truthfully, really and truthfully, what does it matter what your recruiting class number is at this point? If kids are going to transfer and can transfer. If there's a starting center at Georgia – 
do you think LSU ain't going to talk to the kid and vice versa? Come on, man. Stop. They are. It would only get worse. Mark Emmert, what are you doing? Like, buddy, what are you doing? You cannot, for, for the, look, this might just be me. I really love the Saints. I really do. I really love the NFL. I love college baseball. I love Major League Baseball. I do not love any of those more than college football. And Mark Emmert, you're killing it. You're killing the game that I love. I don't know, like, dude, you should have a lot of these answers, bud. And your excuse is, here's what the stupid thing is. Your excuse is, the federal government didn't do anything. The federal government doesn't translate the transfer portal in multiple times to transfer. They're not involved in this. You Rudy Poo. We got to get Mark Emmert out of here, man. He's killing the sport that I love on some levels. I think college football, however, will continue to be great. It will continue to be fantastic. I'm not on the mountaintops screaming down, college football is over. No, it's not. It's going to get bigger because of all the money that's being forced into it. Guys, I do a podcast four or five days a week for an hour and multiple shows, dual shows. When we, you know, in January, it's more than likely going to be three. We'll do something in, you know, mid-morning and then a show at night. Sports is giving me a place and a platform to be able to do what I love. But for God's sake, please stop it. Maybe I'm the only person, man. Maybe I'm just the only person on God's green earth that's okay with a one-time transfer ruling and sees this as a problem. I really do. Agree with me. Don't, uh, uh, disagree with me. Guys, it's a problem. All right, let's get to a couple comments. I want to get to just three of them, and I want to talk about this potential All-American that LSU has, which you guys pretty much already know. Blaine Smith says, NCAA trying to cause chaos. It's always what they do. Chance Babin says, poaching season. There you are. Poaching season, open year-round, each season. You're damn right. That's exactly what will happen. It's a problem. Uh, Rick. Rick, I don't know how to say your last name. Cloetti? Uh, maybe I'm getting that right. Maybe I'm getting that wrong. He said, the fact that it's worded to be done any time of the year is what's nuts. And I, I, I agree. I agree with Rick there. What do you mean it's done multiple times throughout a year or it can happen whenever? No, what should have happened is not this. The opposite should be happening. Hey, guys, you can do this from February to March, uh, February to April. Hell, February to May. I, I, I really don't care because that would be after the dead period is over with, or, or I say dead period, or last signing period, or open it after the last signing period and to April because a lot of those times you have dead periods in there, Right? Uh, I mean, I don't know when you would do it another one. Maybe do it during the summer. I, I don't know when you do it. I, I, like, I have no idea when you do it. Maybe you do it from, you know, August 1 to August the 12th. And I get 
that well, Blake, it's in the beginning of the season, but if a kid won't, you know, if a kid's not going to start, he's a fifth-year senior, and LSU has a left tackle that goes down, knock on wood, the kid can go in the portal, and you can replace the left tackle. I think that that kind of parity helps college athletics, right? Like, that really does help. You get something, somebody that goes down, and the reason the NFL puts out a good product is because they can go out and get a free agent. If you're, in, if you're in college, now I know that you have more scholarships, but it doesn't work like that. We'll see. Man, we'll see. I, 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 you know, maybe I'm just going nuts. Okay, let me talk on this. Sean Salisbury joining us in five minutes. Um, so, guys, like I said in the beginning of the show, everybody do us a favor. Stop, collaborate, and listen. Everybody stop. Hit the like and share right meow. Right meow. Hit the like and share. Um, guys, as I break these teams down in the SEC, um, and I look at LSU. You know, I, I did a lot of Auburn yesterday, and we didn't get to that, so we'll get to that today. Um, and we'll talk a lot of Arkansas because, we'll, you know, the segment we do every uh, every week around your SEC, we'll do Arkansas after Sean Salisbury um, joins us. But Brian Kelly this week was asked a, a lot of questions. Now, I thought that this was interesting. Uh, of all of the opening statements, Brian Kelly was third to last in as many words as he used. He only said 343 words. The only people that said less than him in the opening statement were Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Clark Lee said the most. He said 2,340 words. But it's not necessarily how many words that Brian Kelly said. It's kind of what he said. And going back and just listening to him, because, you know, you don't always catch things um, – the first time around, at least I do not, right? At least I don't. So going back and listening to Brian Kelly, man, Mason Smith is a guy that he's constantly bringing up. The defensive tackle from home of Louisiana, went to Terrebonne. We all know him, right? Like, we all know him. Um, we all know that he was, uh, I think Rivals had him as the number one overall recruit in the country, and we know the guys and the talent that he has around him, right? Like, he has... Jaqueline Roy, Jacoby and Guillory, B.J. Ojolari, and we talk about this a lot. But why is Brian Kelly going out there talking so much positivity around Mason Smith if he doesn't just think that this kid is going to be an absolute stud in All-American? And quite honestly, guys, LSU is going to need Mason Smith to play at that type of level. They're going to need Mason Smith to play at that high of a level, and here's why. Because the two teams outside of LSU that we will talk and mention on tonight and how it relates to LSU is Auburn and Arkansas. Guys, Auburn has four six-year seniors on their offensive line. And you would say, Blake, well, they're, you know, they're not good, they're trash, they're poo, whatever. But guys, a 22-, 23-year-old is going to physically be more mature than a 19- to 20-year-old kid, especially with the programs in the SEC and how those are normally run. Auburn does have a good strength and conditioning program, asking some questions around people that cover Auburn. Guys, this offensive line that you're facing, I know that LSU's got to really do a defensive line. And I've been warning people and talking to people inside of Twitter spaces when we have our one-on-one -on -one discussions well, Blake, LSU's got this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy. But we, what we don't ever do is look at the up opposite team. Guys, what if there's a situation where Auburn's offensive line is pretty damn good because of all the experience that you have? Now, let me give you an example. And you can go back and look at this. 
there was a reason why Will uh, why uh, uh, Will Anderson, the the edge rusher for Alabama, didn't have a good game against Austin Deculus. Guys, Austin Deculus didn't give up a sack against Will Anderson. Is is Austin Deculus better than Will Anderson? No. No, he's not. But what happens? When you have that much experience, you have the most starts in LSU football's history, there's nothing that Will Anderson can do that Austin Deculus hasn't seen. So if you use that kind of – and we've seen this in college football for so long. Experience does matter. But let me say this. I still think Mason Smith is going to be one of those guys that's going to push forward. I predict that for him to have a really good sophomore season – LSU really needs it. You're going to face some very experienced offensive lines. You have offensive lines like Tennessee, Auburn, and Arkansas is probably the best in the country. Not I, You heard that right. Not just the SEC. I think that they're the best in the country. They will maul you. It's like, you know, the Rocky Balboa. Rocky 2. No, let's go Rocky 4. When Rocky's facing Ivan Drago and... They're cutting the tree down, you know? The body, the body, the body. Auburn will wear you down. I mean, Auburn. Arkansas will wear you down. And you need not good, not great. Guys, I think that you're going to need at times and flashes of elite performances, very elite performances from guys like Mason Smith. You're going to need it. Because if if you don't, it could be it could get bad quickly. All right, let's get to a couple comments. Sean Salisbury is supposed to be joining us soon. Uh, so we'll wait for him. Uh, but let's get to a couple comments, though, nevertheless. Uh Brian says, catch the bot. Yeah, I see it. I tried to delete it. I think that I did. Rick says, congrats again, AYS Sports, for the one plus 500 episodes. So cool. Yeah, man, that's, I mean, that's just consistency. Just consistency. Brock Broussard says, it's a business. That's their career. Uh, if you're talking about coaches, yes, it is. Right? Like, yes, it is. I, I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. Um, getting to, yeah, I see a couple of these comments about the offensive line. Guys, I, again, you know that how I geek out about offensive line play. I, I get it. But again, six or four six-year seniors at Auburn, and then you got three five-year seniors at Arkansas and two guys that were either second team or honorable mention, all SEC performers on that offensive line for Arkansas. You need elite performances from guys like Mason Smith. You're going to have to lean on your defense and defensive line. And I think Brian Kelly knows it. And that is why he continues to come out here and says, hey, that guy, number zero, he's got to dominate. I'm telling you, man, don't sleep on Arkansas. Who picks? <laughs> I can't do it. I, I My voice can't get that high. All right. All right. Let's do this. Let's get to our buddy, Sean Salisbury, who will be joining us. But we got to pay, you already know, we got to pay the bills around this thing. Everybody do us a favor, though, before we do that, hit the like and share, share those Facebook groups, share if you're on YouTube to all of your social media pages 
subscribe, hit the notification bell, all that good stuff. If you're listening on XM Radio or you're listening on to wherever you listen to audio podcasts, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. All right, let's pay these bills. Let's talk about our good friends over at Gramco, thegramco.com. Guys, we'll be back in one minute with Sean Salisbury. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gramco. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular. The gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com right now and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com, AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order. Jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays, anniversaries, and everyday use. Gramco is hemp-derived and completely legal inside of the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed, and shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramco.com. Use that promo code, AYS25. All right, we are joined by our good friend, Sean Salisbury. Sean, what's going on, man? How are we doing tonight? Blake, honored to be with you, man. You're killing it, and it's great <laughs> to be on with you. And uh, I love this time of year, not only baseball, but damn, you listen to you talk about Arkansas's big fellas and Auburn and how you got to move the line of scrimmage and how that defensive front for LSU. Yeah, I'm ready. I don't know. I got no eligibility left, and Brian Kelly doesn't want me to, brother, but I'm ready. <laughs> well, well, Sean, that's – and we could start off there. I do want to get to some baseball questions with you, though, too. You got it. Sean, we saw last season that the SEC and really around college football, there was a lot of great defensive linemen. We saw what Georgia did. We saw what Alabama did. But I think the script is being flipped around the country. Sean, when I pop in the film against Arkansas and I pop in the film against Auburn – not only do they have talent, but they have experience. Let me ask you this, though. When you have that much experience at one position group, can that make you a deadly team, especially down the stretch in late November? Yeah, it can, Blake. It's a great point. And there's certain things that withstand the test of time, whether it's playing in the 80s, the 90s, 2010, or last year's football team. And you mentioned <laughs> Arkansas and the physicality and experience and what matters. You're damn right it can and wearing you out. And let's not forget, their quarterback's not exactly a stiff. Right. He can play coming out of play. What it does is it allows you not only – and we know they're physical. Their coach loves to be physical at the point of attack. And what that does is you have to, as a defensive front or a front seven, You it, it's to make it easy for fans, and I know you've got really brilliant listeners and people who follow and watch, is when you play, when you play the Tennessee Titans in the NFL, and we saw it at Alabama, what makes Tannehill or when things are going well, if you're a, a linebacking core or a strong safety, you absolutely have to look at the fellas up front and that big horse carrying the football, right? <laughs> we know right. they will – you just do. That's always your number one assignment on defense is make sure that guy doesn't wear us out. And when you have experience – and sometimes it's not the best players, Blake. It's You're right. When you're a grown man at 23 who's got a red shirt or a transfer – and it's 18, 19-year-old who may be more gifted but just doesn't quite – the old man's strength with a little veteran, it does right. matter. And then it's not like they got a hack at quarterback, so they're good. So teams like that, and we've seen it happen every year when Arkansas or Wisconsin get into a game against a team that's perimeter-wise better than them, 
but they control and dominate the line of scrimmage because some dude stays four years or three or four guys or six guys stay and they're seniors and four of them are seniors. There's something to be said for that. Now, listen, talent usually wins, but if talent ain't getting the chances because you're wearing them out up front, different, different ball game. And we, we know the big fellas in the SEC, whether you're talking Georgia, what's Florida going to be like? We know Alabama. We know LSU's skilled position and how physical they can be, especially on the defense front. All those great things. Do not discount. We saw a defensive front dominate college football with Georgia and win it last year with a walk-on quarterback who's, who, who, who wouldn't get on a Disneyland ride because he's so short <laughs> the top. Okay? But, and I mean that with respect. I, you know, I get it. I, cross, I, I friggin' love watching Stetson Bennett play football. Point is, is that the measurables, you look at that, but they kicked. Well, think about the game. They got beat early when they got beat by Bama. They got their ass kicked at the point of attack. Right? No doubt. And, it's in. and then all of a sudden you switch it around and who's taking care of their business, whether it's the offense or defensive front, that experience. So we can go all through that. A&M's got to get it. When A&M was at its worst, what was happening when Sumlin was there? Start fast, experience and big fellas couldn't sustain it. So you're damn right. We're going to look at the big dogs. I assure you. An Arkansas, somebody who understands the experience at the point of attack is going to beat somebody good this year, and it's going to disrupt the SEC or the college football playoff picture, I assure you. I agree with you there, and that's, Sean, honestly, what I've been harping on. I mean, look, (laughs) you could say, like you said, talent can trump a lot of things, but, you know, Austin Deckless, the right tackle for LSU, who's now with the Texans, Okay, didn't yes, give up a sec against Will Anderson. He's not better than Will Anderson. He just has been, he's literally played over 4,000 snaps. So he's seen everything. So That's right. I, I agree. Sean, There's something no one had to get, Blake. I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, you're you good. Make such a friggin' fantastic point. Of, yeah. If you and I are going to Vegas to bet and say, who's going to win that battle most of the time? And you're going to say, I'll take that dude for that Will Anderson dude from, from Alabama. He ain't half bad, right? Right. Well, Every now and again, those guys are, when I say getting paid too, that used to be for the NFL. Now in college football, those dudes are getting paid too now. So, right. and, God, and God bless them for it. But there's something to be said, especially at that position. I can get by with an 18-year-old who runs 4-3 and beats you. But you know what I'm saying? Right. There's something to be said when we're talking about the physicality up front. And with all the changes, you know, when we were in our best at USC, when I played there, when you were not, not my right arm. I like to be think, well, I could throw it a little is when Bruce Matthews, Don Mosbar, Roy Foster, Jeff Briegel, Ken Rutgers. I mean, when we had a, a – that was when everybody stayed in school for four years. And we, and we knew when we walked down the tunnel, we were kicking your ass at the point of attack. No doubt. And there's something to be said for physicality. That, that always withstands the test of time. They do have a lot of good quarterbacks in the SEC. More, more honestly, Sean, than when I was growing up. There was always the Great. one superstar – that you would have the Tim Tebow, the Cam Newton, the Joe Burrow, but you really have a lot of good quarterbacks in this SEC right now. Uh, when you look around the league, I, I guess what is just your thoughts when you look at all of these quarterbacks? Gee, I, I, I'm thinking. Well, first of all, I'm glad I'm not playing anymore because you're like, damn, these cats are all they're out. They're the size of linebackers and they run like running backs and they can throw it a country mile and they're accurate. Other than that, they suck. But, uh, <laughs> You, you know what, Blake, I'm with you. Think about it. We go back and think over the, t- you know, I'm older than you, but I started to think, I say, okay, every now and then you'd pluck a guy or two, right, from the SEC. No disrespect, but they, 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 they were SEC based their winning on 
knocking you in the mouth, making a few plays, and physically beating you up, right? Mm-hmm. And it, listen, they may have great receivers but across the SEC, but it was a one or two really solid quarterbacks, and every now and then you'd get a great one, right? right. Like a Tim Tebow who was a great college player. Now go, go up and down the list. And, and they're not just one deep, Blake. All, all of a sudden, hell, JT Daniels is now on his third team because a walk-on beat him out. Fields had to leave because another guy. I mean, you start to go down, and now we got we, we got JT Daniels at West Virginia out of the conference, and the redshirt freshman who's the or the redshirt veteran who's the national champion on paper and measurables is like one of the worst. The, when you look at him, you say, well, that's the team with the with the guy who may not play on Sundays yet. That's that sucker will beat you up and down. Tennessee. They're going to run 90 plays a game, and that kid is a monster. Yeah, Hinden Hooker. Whether Jackson Dart wins the job or not, I'm going to tell you, as an SC guy, I hated to see him go. With Lane Kiffin, he's going to do some stuff. You thought Matt Corral could move around and throw the ball around a lot. This kid's a phenomenal talent. We know that George is going to bring the noise just because they do. (laughs) Bryce Young ain't bad. He'll do in a pinch. Go go up and look at Florida and Richardson. Take a look at my – I mean – I, everywhere is a, a battle royal, whether it's Nussmeyer, whether it's Miles, whether it's Jaden Daniels. I mean, you got third string guys on teams that if they're not in the transfer portal are guys who could possibly play on Sunday. And I'm not kidding you. So and I'm, I'm leaving people out. Mike Leach, Will Rogers will complete 72 percent of his passes. It is the eighth guy in the SEC. Helen, we don't know who's coming out of damn Texas A&M. The eighth guy in the SEC and Oklahoma and Texas are coming down the pike in the next couple of years. So we'll just add a couple more. By that time, it'll be Arch Manning and and somebody else. I it's as good depth wise in the SEC at that position that I've ever seen. And, I, and oh, by the way, Kentucky's got a first round quarterback too. Will Levis, he ain't bad. So that's what I mean. They're so good. We're leaving guys out that could actually win the Heisman Trophy. It is as deep as it's been that I can remember watching SEC and college football. It's phenomenal. I stuck up a lot for Will Levis until I saw him put mayonnaise in his coffee. I'm out. You know, <laughs> hey, like, listen, you just screwed it up for me, too, because I didn't know that. Now I'm done with his ass. Oh, yeah. I, and, I, he can, and, and now he could throw it. And here's the thing about it is if he's that good, he could put whatever the hell he wants in his coffee. It's true. Man, but I'm, I'm with you. I'm all black all the time when it comes to coffee. So if you put a milkshake in it and it's a mayonnaise milkshake, I'm out too. I'm with you. <laughs> well, I tell you, I heard I, I heard Warren Buffett uh, do a seminar one time, and he says he eats McDonald's every morning for breakfast. Well, I started doing that, thinking I'd get rich. The only thing I got was fat. So sometimes, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they say when they say, "Hey, man, mirror yourself after those guys who've done it the right way." If I, yeah, that's when I go into to McDonald's and give me four Big Macs and a diet <laughs> Coke, right? That's the way. That's the right. way you combat that. I do want to ask you, uh, and sticking around just around college football, is there any team that you are really high on that you think is going to make some waves that nobody's talking about? You, you know who I think is sneaky, and, and, and there's a reason, and it goes to veteran, solid quarterback, and always physical, but got enough playmakers. And I don't think they're going to win the national title, but I assure you they'll do, that they are going to be around. And because it's a – and I mean this – it's my conference where I played and out in the Pac-12, which is going to be about the Pac-4 if this continues when <laughs> other teams leave. Keep an eye on Utah. Oh, yeah. They they are – I think Kyle Whittingham's the most underrated coach in the country. I'm not saying there's good – but, you know, because it's Utah, a lot of times you'll see them playing Stanford at a 10 o'clock East Coast game. We don't see them on the national stage, but, Blake, here's what they're going to do. They're going to show up and 
and they, they got those guys that you got to take an elephant gun to shoot and kill them before they'll quit playing. <laughs> Kyle, I, right. honest to God, and they, their quarterback is really good. They know how to run the football. You may beat them, but two things I know about them. They don't beat themselves. They're, they're, they're always football sound. Whittingham expects them. They can beat you 41 to 38 once in a while, but they don't give a lot of points up, and they will throat punch you throughout the game. I obviously like my Trojans because they got the best quarterback in the conference, right? Right. But I think people that, that, that's no surprise because Pac-12 and they they should be the favorite. But I'm going to tell you that this team is that the Pac-12 I don't think is that deep right now. If you can get through some top-heavy games, this team's a you know that you know how we always Iowa just kind of hangs around always, <laughs> right? Right. You're like oh, what, 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 this again. They're nine and one or nine, and you're like, where the hell they come from? But this team's got some explosiveness in Utah. The conference isn't real strong. Their legs can be fresh. And if you decide not to show up physically, you better have a good supply of body bags. And I'm just telling you, Whittingham doesn't back off. That's a sneaky team. I'm anxious to see, and I don't know if they're that good. I really don't. You, Blake, you know better because you are. Hell, you can tell me who the third string tight end for, for, for uh, Florida is right now. Keith, uh, Keith, Richard, Keith Smith. Yeah, see how stupid you see, see, see what you see. There you go. And to your brilliance. So my with, with I'm anxious to see how Billy does because I'm a big Billy Napier guy. How they expand and he's got a quarterback that they got the best quarterback they've had there in quite some time, right? So yes. I'm just kind of anxious to see if all of a sudden we wake up and they're like, oh, okay, Florida's actually pretty good. I, I so I, I with the court whenever you got that quarterback, you always got a chance, right? We know Tennessee's going to play fast. Can they sustain it? We know those, but I think a team to look for is Utah because they're not going to be beat up. They're, mm-hmm. they're just not, and they're, they're going to hang around. They're not a national title team, but they're a team that when we're talking in November, and if I'm on your show again, we'll Absolutely. say if this happens, they could be playing for the Pac-12 championship and be in the, having themselves in position to win the conference. And if they only have one loss, who knows? Maybe they're playing for a playoff situation. They are sneaky good. Well, I know, Sean, when I saw the bet online number of minus one and Utah going to Florida, I'm like, look, man, what am I missing? And I I agree, you know, like they can be sneaky good. And I'm not going to say this, but I might have picked Utah. The SEC fans aren't going to really like me too much, (laughs) but I I did. Well, I might say this out loud. And I don't care if the SEC fans don't like it either because <laughs> I love the SEC. I am taking Utah, okay? little early. You get them early. I'd rather the, – the physical part, if you're Kyle Whittingham, you want to get them before Bill, before Billy gets them into a rhythm, right? I agree. You want to knock that out early. Okay. Uh, talking about your team, USC, mm-hmm. obviously getting Lincoln, you get a lot of big pieces. You get Addison. You get Caleb. You did some things along the offensive line. Sean, are they? I don't want to say USC's back, but are they back? I mean, because man, they got some pieces. Yeah, they're far more back than they've been. And this is, you know, Clay did a nice job, but Clay hit his head on the ceiling. Right, there was only a certain we just couldn't break through it. And it doesn't mean he's not a good football coach. But Lincoln, listen, we we know what Riley brings to the table. The quarterback's going to put up numbers. They've got speed. Hell, he's trying to put a wall around Southern California. And in truth, Blake. When we were at our best is when Pete didn't have to recruit outside a 100-mile radius and you kept all those guys there and stole a guy from Texas and Florida and Western Pennsylvania and you went and go win national <laughs> titles, right? But the thing that's been missing from them is an attitude on defense. It used to be, you know, that when people walk down the tunnel, when Oregon State can waltz into our building 
and kick our ass physically. It's like, well, when I say our, meaning USC, it's like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not on scholarship anymore. There, there's something lost, but there's a different attitude. This is the, this is the same feeling I had after you win a title when Pete Carroll was coming back. Say, oh, okay, different. We got the, we got a kid who's, you can name five quarterbacks, and if every guy in the world's not naming Caleb Williams, and you're making a mistake, he's that good. He doesn't have to. There's no learning curve because of what. The verbiage that Lincoln brought with him, he's got that. You got the Bolitnikoff guy. You guys got a Bolitnikoff guy, so you know how good that type of player Addison is. And the th- the key for them is they're going to do all the RPO and, and spread you out and space the field and and put you in a position to where you got to cover in space with their team speed. But the next level for them is is getting a little bit nastier. Right. I, I I need a because we when we. You go to University of Arizona, and we can't choke out Arizona last year. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or, or the year before, it's like, and no disrespect, but give me a friggin' break, okay? <laughs> give me a break. And it's frustrating. So Lincoln, there's got to be an attitude, a swagger that goes with, we're not just finesse good, because they'll score. The question is, when you're playing against somebody, are you going to get a stop when, when Bryce Young in a playoff game comes to town? One of those, listen, skill-wise, they should win the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. I got to see Lincoln take their believability to another level. But over the next eight to ten years, they should be a powerhouse. Now, when they get to the Big Ten, it maybe competition's going to ramp up. But right now, perfect time for fresh legs to do it when you got a player that's a Heisman Trophy guy. I, I believe them or Utah are the best teams, in the, and, and I'll take the quarterback. When it's everything's equal, I take the better quarterback. Agreed. We got it. Lincoln Riley. I just need to be them nastier. I need to have a little bit of, of Georgia and LSU. I'm talking about with the big fellas where we used to dominate. Even though I like spread out stuff, I got to be able to get a first down and get a stop on third and one, which we haven't been very good at doing the last couple of years. I asked Dave Aranda when LSU played Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley because you know Sean, they do the counter RPO. Oh Both yeah, guards pull. You yep. pull it. You throw whatever. And I was I asked Dave. I was like, Coach, how do you stop that? He goes, you have two first-round linebackers that can run like the wind. That's right. the only way possible. It's, it, it, it's the truth. And, like, and look, he, he, they're going to put up points, but I agree. you got to get nasty on defense. And, but I, I love that point not only by, by Dave, who can – you know, Dave's as good as we have in a country. Look what he's doing at Baylor. But, well, Georgia, they have five first-round – it didn't matter what you did. Their linebackers bigger, and they can beat you to the sideline and scrape. They run. They're they got defensive tackles that chase down running backs. I mean, crazy. And he's exactly right. You got to have guys that are running backs that are built like linebackers and strong safeties, right? That explosive ability. And you know this, Blake. Everybody thinks Lincoln's a passing fancy. Of course, they want to pass it. But guys like Lincoln Riley and Mike Leach and 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 uh, Steve Sarkeesian and Lane Kiffin, they want to run it. They, they, they honest. They they want, and when they're going, I'll tell you what. When Oklahoma was at their very best, and when USC will be at their very best, Caleb Williams will throw it thirty times, go twenty-seven to thirty. They'll want to run it about 35, 40 times. Honest to God, that's what they want to do now. Whether they and then you got the quarterback's feet mixed in as well. Now you're hosed if you don't get guys on the perimeter that can run like SEC linebacker so yeah Lincoln wants to run it and they will try to do exactly what they do when you're getting those big fellas out that can run on the edge from the offensive line and SC well they've been known to be able to run the football we'll see if Lincoln can get that back in but they're going to spread it more than they ever have and hopefully at the point of attack they'll be physical Sean Salisbury is our guest you can follow him on Twitter at Sean 
unfiltered. A couple more questions, man. I love you being here. I could talk well, with you I'm about honored, it all day. Bro. Are you kidding me? Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right. You know I got to get the LSU question in here. Uh, Brian Kelly, uh, what's your thoughts? Uh, maybe year one. I mean, they have a lot of talent on both lines of scrimmage and on the perimeter. But, man, a transition year is a transition year, and you yep. don't know your quarterback yet. What do you think about Brian Kelly and year one at LSU? And you know what we don't? At, L- at the LSUs of the world, we say transition year, Blake, you know damn well. It, it, eight wins will be like, what? You're not allowed to take that. You know how it goes. Like, come on. Right. Our expectations for, like, like when a, f- a rookie quarterback comes in a league, if he's not Patrick Mahomes, we think the guy sucks, right? It's like uh, Josh, oh, Josh Allen. The same with the coach. Right. Right. <laughs> we expect Brian to be in national title contention. It may not be realistic. Listen, here's what you're going to get, in my opinion. First of all, it's going to look a little bit the, – the business side of it's going to look all kinds of different, and you know that. But I mean, oh, just the, the, the way they go about it, not saying which one – listen, not saying one's right or wrong. It's just going to look different the way they go about their business, discipline. It's just going to look different, and that's okay. Brian Kelly wins. Brian Kelly is never. Now, it's crazy when we say this at Notre Dame, and I know how – and I got nothing but respect for the Fighting Irish. He ain't never had what he's about to get, what he's about to have there. Fear, listen, the one thing Notre Dame's never had, for, for or at least for the most part, is great team speed. They're just they're not built like that usually. I got new Brian's. Matter of fact, Brian is going to walk in there and say, uh, "Man, I was at the, the 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 most iconic historic football sports college program in history, and I ain't seen anything like this." Right now, he also going to say when they come to town or when he goes to town, he goes. On a daily basis, week to week basis, I also ain't said anything like I'm about to play either. <laughs> right. So, but I listen. They will be efficient, and Brian wants a guy who can rip it. He does. But a, Brian wants to throw it and run it too. But he's going to have so much team speed that you're going to see. It's going to be fun to watch. Now, the thing about it is, we know receiver. We know you. You put it there. Fronts the the guys at the point of attack. The big fellas are strength, and he loves that because he loved it at Notre Dame. For him, what you're going to find out, and I'll tell you what he hates, Blake. I don't need to tell you this, but he does not want his quarterback to make – he will – if you are thin-skinned, he is going to ride your ass six ways to Sunday. <laughs> yep. So you better be mentally and emotionally tough, and you better pull the trigger and throw on time, and you better have an answer if you throw it to the wrong guy or get out of the wrong check. You better understand why and be able to explain it to him. I love him as a coach. It'll look different. They, are, they will be competitive. They will – everything you want in the passing offense is going to be fine. It's going to come down to this. Which one of those quarterbacks grabs it by the throat? Because if you got three, I hate to say this, you Blake, honestly, that bingo. And it doesn't mean they can't be, but i got to find somebody who – and I, I spring training is one thing. I'm talking about when we line up against 100 grand to start out, and you know my affinity for LSU football. Love it. Mm-hmm. Friggin' love it and the fans is – the guy that can come out and where it's like, oh, you may not be Joe Burrow, but I need somebody who grabs it like Joe did. Having that kind of season, well, let's let's not go overboard. But that's what Brian wants, and then the rest will take care of itself because, like always, they've got weapons. Can they pull the trigger and beat you running it one week, dominating you throwing it the next week, playing good physical defense, but your quarterback better be a great decision maker or it will drive Brian Kelly nuts. It'll just look different. They will be competitive. They got to find that guy who is uh, a leader that is unquestioned, but also a leader that makes plays. It just can't be. That's our veteran leader. We are past that in college football. You better be a playmaker that maximizes the building 
that's what they'll be looking for. Yeah, no, and he talked. Brian talked a lot about this offseason about how you know they have the little things where you can monitor in the GPS oh, yeah. and the speed. And he goes, it was the first time in his career that he had six guys run over twenty more miles an hour, and I'm just like, hey man, and you're on the practice field. And you know what he's doing with that, Blake? He's like this, grabbing that play sheet going, uh, damn, give me that thing where we run all verts and throw that ball to the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. let's do that play, right? Yeah, right. covering it up and saying, ooh, I had one of those guys in three years. I got six of them now, and I just recruited four more that will be here in 2024. Good, let's go. Yeah, throw so, it to, throw yeah. to Booty, when in doubt. He's down there somewhere. And I don't really care how you throw it to him. Hand it to him, <laughs> put him in the eye formation, throw him bubble screens, throw him smoke screens, push him vertical, <laughs> throw him on the dig route. I don't care. Throw it to him. The last time Brian's had this kind of team speed, you know where he was? At Cincinnati. Uh-huh. Honest to God truth. This is different, and he will coach it. I would, if I was an LSU fan, I would have high expectations, and I'm had, I'd have them right away. I think they're going to be a good football team. Sean, last one for me, and I want to get your take on this. Uh, I get bashed on this a lot on my show, and I understand it. Um, I think it's because a part of their schedule and because of the talent that they have, I'm really high on Clemson, like extremely high on Clemson. I think that they got five dudes on that defensive line that are potential first first or second-round picks, and I think DJ's going to get better. Uh, The worst season Dabo's had is 10 wins. Uh, When you look at Dabo, do you think that they can make the playoff? Yeah, they're not going to – and you said, you know, when he wins 10 games, they go out there and they're still the best team in their conference for the most part. We we beat them up because they're not playing in the final four, right? Right. I understand it. Listen, I I know one thing. They're going to get players he can recruit, and they are going to be competitive, and they're the best team in the ACC. Make no mistake about it. Um, I, I'm interested to see if last year was an aberration that he didn't feel it or the – the uh, Ua Ungalele is the guy we saw against Notre Dame when he stepped in for Trevor. What guy? Right. And I, I, I don't want to wear every single team, the quarterback, but we, the reality is, Blake, the quarterback's either going to prevent you or going to get you to where you want to go if everything else is equal. Does that make sense? Absolutely. There's about six to eight plays in a game that Bryce Young's going to make that maybe, well, DJ couldn't make last year. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? And that'll be the difference in two wins. If Uangalele is who we think he is or was, the Clemson Tigers will be with the ACC. They'll be that we will be talking about them as we start to break it down. And Kirk and Herb Street's talking about it when we start to slot them and say, "Okay, where are they?" There is no doubt. Now, if DJ urinates down his leg early, there's a kid from uh, Austin Westlake named Club, last name Clubnick, that. Todd Dodge coached. I'm going to tell you now, he's a freshman. He is one of the better – he is a friggin' monster. So, well, it, listen, I'm not saying there's a controversy, but you know how this goes. You go, Well, ask Spencer Rattler how that turns out. You right. get my point? Right. Right? Don't leave your glove on the mound or somebody else is going to come out and pick it up and you won't see it again, mm-hmm. especially when it's those guys. So, just keep an eye on a quick, fast start. If DJ is who you and I think he is, because I'm with you, I expect better from him because he's too gifted. If he's confident and emotionally and mentally back to where he was, where he, he's the guy and he grasped it, the, the Clemson Tigers are going to be in the national title hunt. They, they just are there. And you're right. Just like Georgia last year, 
they got a whole bunch of guys up front that are going to be picked on Sunday to play Sunday. No so doubt. DJ, he is probably, you know, you know what? Kind of like what we were saying last year when before he got hurt, when Jameis took over, wondering what Jameis is going to show up with the Saints. This is who DJ is. Enormously gifted. Are you going to throw it to the wrong guy? Are you going to protect it? Are you going to hold the ball too long? Are you going to get it out like you did against Notre Dame and just let it rip and play free and easy? I'm anxious to see. If he plays well, look out. If he doesn't play well, you keep an eye on the backup situation there because I don't think Dabo doesn't want to be three and two and a quarterback, and they won't be. I expect DJ to elevate his play, but keep an eye, even if it's not this year, the kid from Westlake, Austin Westlake, is a monster and is going to be a player at Clemson at some time soon. I'm telling I, you. I lied. Last one. You brought up Jameis, which made me think of it. Uh, it was so funny last season because my wife is – I'm an LSU dude through and through, and she's a Saints girl through and through. It was funny. From week to week, the first week, everybody was trashing on Jameis. This went stone kid can't throw a lick, and then they're we're you know we're four and two <laughs> right. and beating Tampa, and he goes down. I'm like, oh no, not Jameis. Right. What do you think about the Saints and Jameis? I, I really like the maturity that he's grown in. Uh, what do you think about the Saints and him? Yeah, uh, for me, and last year was like those. It was treading lightly, both Sean Payton and him, because the Jameis we saw with Bruce Arians. High risk, high reward, right? right? Throw it to the other team 30 times, throw 35 <laughs> touch. I mean, he really is. I'll tell you what, and this is, you, listen, a Mount Rushmore guy, Drew Brees, phenomenal, right? But what they haven't had the last two years with Drew Brees, their vertical passing game, I could squeeze them, Blake. If you had a defense, you could squeeze them. Michael Thomas out, Laddie. You could force those guys, you know, uh, w- w- unless Kamara was going, when they banged up, and even with Drew healthy and the, all their weapons that they weren't going to kill you vertically, right? They were horizontal in his act, and he throws so quickly on time, Drew did, that he could make up for that. Well, when you went and got Jameis, you definitely increased your vertical game. But I think Jameis also came in saying, okay, it's Sean Payton. Drew Brees, the most accurate player in the history of this game. I got to play not scared but safe so I keep my job. Does that make sense, Blake? Absolutely. With all those weapons. So he played it so he didn't pull the trigger at times when I wanted him to. And, but I also don't want him to be the guy who, oh, my gosh, every, it's three guys on one, and I'm going to throw it in there. I want him to keep – I don't want to coach guts out of him, but I want to make sure he's judicious with the football. So with Pete Carmichael, if they can bring him to the point where it's like, take the damn shots when they're there, but if they're not, just hit me singles, dude, like you were doing last year. <laughs> if we find the medium with him, the Saints are going to be a – they, they got a Super Bowl defense. They're mm-hmm. gifted as hell now. Mm-hmm. I'm, and their defense, I think, got better, if you ask me. Right. So, with that, so it, it's kind of weird because I love his guts, but then he's that, it's that guy we say, no, don't throw. Oh, nice throw. Or, <laughs> oh, take that shot. So, I think he was feeling his way through. Then the injury, this is going to be a real – he is, to me, five, one of the five top storylines in the league because if he doesn't, you know, you don't want him to mix and match. If Jameis has guts but protects it when necessary – He's got plenty of weapons to go do work, and depending on how long Kamara's going to be out, depending on the you know the off the field or the suspension stuff, we'll see. But this I'm, I'm intrigued to see how Pete takes care of this and where Jameis Winston's uh, not only maturity, which he has matured, where his level of guts and playing smart kind of come together and meet halfway. Because if he takes his shots wisely but hits me singles when needed, the New Orleans Saints, we know what their defense does to Tom Brady. It'll be a more interesting division than it appears to be, I assure you. I know the Green Bay game, he you know, he took a little crow hop and he he threw it, I think, 55 yards for a touchdown. 
to Hardy, and I'm like, don't. Right. Okay, touchdown. And then it goes in there, and you say, that's why we went and got him. Right. Yeah. And, but and then look, you're like, oh, don't yank that ball in the flat that hits the right. But he's so gifted. He's that guy that you keep saying, I know I'm going to get it because he's got so much talent. But I'm with you. I think the number one thing is I've watched his maturity and not a lot of talk, just kind of taking care of his business and going to work. I, he, this is a, a great storyline this year in the National Football League is where Jameis is coming out of this and heading into this. And you know what? He plays great. There's a payday waiting on him, and he needs to know that. No doubt. I agree. Yeah. And I'll take him if he's going to Hell be yes. Mature, I'm you with know. you 100%. Sean, thank you so much, man. You know that we're going to bring you back on. I- I'm itching for football. You know, like. Oh, <laughs> I'm with you, brother. I am with- anytime you need me, man, I'm here for you whenever. And I'd like to ask the favor in return because with all this college football and NFL talk, you're an expert. I'll just tee you up and let you go Bill Walton and talk forever for me, brother. Hey, I need you. Hey, man, I- I'll do whatever. I'll talk. They get My producers get mad at me because at the end of this, we're breaking down all the teams and charting all the teams, and we're on Auburn right now. And they're like, right. dude, you got to stop. I'm like, I don't want to, you know? But hey, it's what we do. Well, I'll tell you, you guys kill it. Tell your producers to keep on keeping on, and I'll, I'll give them a break. I'll bring you on my show, and we'll just let you, you – dude, you can go about it because we'll <laughs> learn a lot from you talking about college football and all kinds of stuff. And now that I know your wife's a saint, we got to root for them too, man. Let's go. I appreciate it, man. I look forward appreciate to having you. you on and vice versa. We'll talk to you soon, Sean. Anytime. Thank you so appreciate much. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. All right, appreciate that's Sean you. Salisbury. Absolutely fantastic. Dude. <laughs> Only the best guest here, baby. God, he's just so damn good at what he does. <laughs> Best guest here. Travis Dyson said he is fire. Great interview. Yeah, he is. We only bring the best, and we don't push narratives. <laughs> Even though uh, people say that I do. All right, let's do this. Let's pay a couple bills. We'll end it out with some key points. We'll be back in one minute to close it out. Let's talk about our good friends at the Drake Williams Law Firm. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. And a good friend, Carol Foss, over at State Farm. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell me, good friend Blake Rafino with AYS. Since you own by. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with the great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985 395 4300 985 395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. 
All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. Father Abear, Father Abear puts in here the Josie story, so my grandmother's story. That's a great way to end this show here tonight. So let me tell you something. In 1996 or 97, my brother Brett and I, my brother Brett and I, uh, my dad, and I, when I originally thought it was Santa Claus, thanks, Dad. Um, but <laughs> my dad bought us these Mike Tyson boxing gloves. You know, Mike Tyson was the big thing, uh, uh, the big thing around the world, the heavyweight champion of the world, Mike Tyson. So one day, me and my brother, you know, put on the boxing gloves. I'm seven. I think that he's 17. You know, there's about a nine, 10 year difference between me and my oldest brother. And so we're sitting there. My brother just accidentally just was playing, throws out a little jab, you know, bop. Okay. And look, I- I'll be honest, you know, we've kind of, fought his kids you know i took a little bop, 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 little little boxing in my day my brother brett hits me with a stir, stern front jab bop i'm bleeding blood running down all over my shirt okay well my grandmother lived across the street and so no harm no foul me my dad my brother you know we all stayed in the same house and so I go to sleep and I wake up and the last the thing that I hear is um my dad and my brother talking like what is Nana what we called her Nana Nana is has a big old bonfire outside well what's going on so and I love those Mike Tyson boxing gloves so I go outside and I I, I go around the house I can't find my Mike Tyson boxing gloves well, needless to say, my grandmother, Josie, found out that my brother got a little nice little jab on me and made me start bleeding that she had a huge bonfire of box, like Christmas boxes, wrapping paper, all this stuff, and it started all of it, and she threw those damn block uh, boxing gloves in the bonfire. She burned them to kingdom come. Even so much so, the fire department had to get called. That's how big the fire was, dude. Shout out to my brother for giving me the little left jab. He can't do it now. You know, we kind of we kind of go around now. I'm a bit I'm a little bit bigger than he is. I get in there to get in the pocket. Hiya! Whoop! See the, the key is in boxing is when you get the stance and you hit the jab, you're gonna do so many things with your right. And when you come back with the left, you can jab with your lead hand, duck, uppercut. How you get? All right. That's my story. Let's get out of here. We'll see y'all again very soon. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.